one of the best books I've ever read by a guy named Brennan Manning. Um, Brennan was a spiritual director, uh, pastor, author, and this book was called Ruthless Trust. And the, the whole premise of the book is we're going to dig deep and find that like deep-seated trust in who God is. And there's a chapter in there that I found particularly captivating and uh, has, I found, infected lots of areas of my thinking and how I engage with God. And, and the brunt of it is this, this idea or this reality that God, as Manning says, God is infinite. God is infinite. Um, there's a lot of scholars that describe God as something, uh, something than which no greater thing can be thought. So, because we got kids in the room, God is infinite, sure, but let's just, let's take it down a little bit further and just, God is big. God is big. In scripture, all throughout scripture, it bears witness to this. If you jump to Psalm 139, it says this. Uh, David's writing, he says, you have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from far away. You discern my going out and my lying down. You're familiar with all my ways. That means everyone in here, specifically kids, Meredith, stand up right now. Yet yeah, you, Meredith, stand up right now. Okay. Brandon, stand up right now. There you go. Well, Meredith, Meredith, did you know that God is big enough? That he knew that you were going to stand up. And he knew that you were going to sit down. God is really, really big. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. So whereas I get myself into lots of situations where stuff is flying out of my mouth. And I'm trying my best in my brain to comprehend what's coming out of my mouth as it's being said. God knows it before it's even formed. You hem me in behind me and before me, and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. And then he gets at this. He says, where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Surely your hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light will become night around me. Even the darkness will but not be dark to you. And the night will, not sh will shine like the day. For darkness is as light to you. God is an all-encompassing God. God is infinite. God is big. He's big. There is nowhere that we can go that God's presence is not there. There's nowhere we can go that God does not exist. God is big, the biggest thing you can possibly imagine. And I find that as we engage with this bigness, this bigness or this infinitude can be uh, sometimes rather alarming and intimidating because oftentimes in our world, bigness is associated with distance. If we think about it through the lens of fame and fortune, celebrities seem big. I don't know if any of you have ever gotten a chance to meet someone that you admire or that you look up to, usually through a screen or something of that nature, and then you're walking through the airport and you go, that's so-and-so from that one thing, and your mind just becomes jello. You're like, it's, it's them. It's them. What do I do? Because they seem so big. 
Uh, political leaders often seem really, really big to us. Same reason. Uh, they're, you're like, that's the person I see on the screen. That's the person that is like out there in the ether everywhere. And they seem, I don't know what, to, I don't know how to interact with them. Uh, so bigness can seem intimidating. Uh, it can seem unapproachable. Like I don't even know what I'd say to them if I went up to them. Uh, uh, it, bigness can oftentimes, to some people, in some contexts, bigness or, or God's infin- infiniteness can seem uh, somewhat oppressive. Think about it in the sense of uh, I'm like smothering you with a big blanket. Like it's like, oh, this is too much for me. Like I don't s- step off a little bit. I don't know if I want to uh, engage with that. But God is really, really big. It's one of those realities that we have to uh, deal with. God is big, God is infinite, God is powerful. All things that on the surface probably make us grimace a little bit and go, I'm not sure, I'm not those things. I I might feel big sometimes, I might feel powerful in some situations, uh, but I'm not sure how to engage with a God who is those things. And oftentimes, uh, us engaging with that bigness usually means us uh, running away because we go, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Let let me get out of here. So God is infinite. God is big. But I I also want to lay out for us tonight that God is far more than just that. Because as big as God is, as infinite as God is, God is also infinite. Intimate. And this is what Manning gets at in this chapter. He says, God is infinite, but by his infiniteness, by his bigness, God is also intimate. God is close. Uh, And often these two things can seem far away. Like, how can someone be right here and out there? But what he's getting at, and I think it's a beautiful invitation for us tonight, is that it is simply by his bigness that he is close. Because if I was to fill up this room with, with uh, a fog, okay, and it was to disperse and it was to go into every crack, crack and crevice and, and nook and cranny of this room, it would, yes, be big and it would, yes, fill up the room, but by nature of it filling up the room, it would be right here around you. And so God's infiniteness is not in opposition to his intimacy, They go hand in hand, and they are two sides of the same coin. Because if God is infinite, it means he can't be contained by time or space. But if he can't be contained by time or space, it means he inhabits all time and all space. And like I said, this is the very picture that we get in the Advent story. That the God that set the world in motion and sustains it. The God that walked with his people uh, through the tabernacle, through the tent that was set up in the wandering years in the wilderness. The God that walked with his people through all of that and loved them unconditionally. Even though, again, he's infinite. He's big. We should be obeying him. And God's people time and time again, and us time and time again, don't do that. But God loves them unconditionally through their in, uh, through their disobedience. This God that was a big God in the midst of it all, but it was his bigness, his infiniteness that draws him near. See, God has always been with us. He's always been with humanity, 
because he's big. Simply by nature of his character, of being infinite, of not being able to be contained, there is nowhere where he is not. So God has always been with us, but it's in the Christmas story that we see God with us because he drew near, because he's close, because he put on skin and bones and lived the life that we're living. And this is what Matthew uh, talks about when he's remembering the promise. Uh, Just like it was said in Isaiah where he says, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel. And then Matthew goes on to say, and and spell it out for us, uh, that the virgin will conceive, give birth to a son, and they'll call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. And that's what we remember tonight. That God is big, and that bigness is a frightening thing, and that bigness can seem a little bit terrifying, but also by nature of God's bigness, God is close. God's presence isn't far from us, uh, simply by nature, like I said, that he sent Jesus to dwell among us. So God is big, and God is close. And his bigness and his infiniteness are, are, are big enough and strong enough to face any challenges that come our way. Anything that we come up against in this life that's, that's hard, we can face because God is big. But, but his intimacy also means that that very big God, that very strong God is also near. And he comforts us and he guides us and he counsels us and he gives us peace and uncertainty and he's with us. God is big, and God is close. Tonight, uh, we're gonna, I'm going to give some instructions here. We're going to light a candle. And candles are often used, uh, it's so closely connected to Christmas, uh, because candles are used to hold vigil. Like, there's a, a tangible representation here in front of me with a flame uh, for something that I'm longing for, we're hoping for. And uh, when we gather tonight, we live in this strange realm that Christ has been born, and we gather to celebrate that. Uh, but we also long for his return. And so uh, we're holding vigil. We're waiting with hopeful hearts that Christ will come again. And I want you to watch something. As the light uh, comes close to you, it'll also at the same time spread out in this room and give us this really tangible reminder that God is big and he fills up the space. He fills up the universe. And at the same time, he drew near and he's close to us. And as it does, we'll wait, we'll hope, we'll pray, we'll long with expectant hearts for the return of Jesus who's promised to make all things new. Because God is big and God is close. I think this closeness, um, in contrast to his, because we can understand his, like, his bigness, we can't fully comprehend it, but our brains begin to, to work in that way of like, yeah, God's really big. It's hard to understand. And then we get this contrast with his closeness. And this is, I want to close our time um, with one of my favorite poems of all time. And it just happens to be a Christmas poem. It's by a guy named David Tenson. Listen to this as you think about God's bigness. And you think about God's closeness. As you think about God's infiniteness. And then you think about God's intimacy. 
his face pressed against her chest. So this is what he looks like. The one the prophets spoke of, the ones the angel offered. Her eyes catch Joseph's gaze. Mary whispers, he looks like us. Yahweh looks like us. His turned up nose now hunting for milk. With trembling fingers, she does her best to flick open the mouth of God, pulling his head in closer to her chest, closer to her heart. In this way, God receives his first meal in a stranger's home from the body of a teenage Galilean, swallowing and slurping like a hungry lamb. The memory of every event leading up to this moment courses through her body. Tears of relief cross her olive cheeks and fall upon her newborn. As Joseph now strokes her brow, she closes her eyes and looks up to the heavens and catches herself giving thanks to a God who now lays in her arms. Emmanuel, God with us. So I'm going to pray for us here in a little bit, and I want to give some super practical instructions uh, so we don't burn 2915 Townway Road down. Uh, uh, <laughs> Jeff, Sam, Liam are going to come up and uh, lead us in the uh, last couple songs. And I want us to, to worship together with these songs. Um, and partway through the song, I'm going to grab light from the candle. And here's what I'm going to ask from you. I'm going to come to the front couple rows and give it to you. If you are the uh, holder of the flame, hold yours vertical. If you're the receiver of the flame, put yours perpendicular and stick it into the flame. And this will mitigate hot wax dripping all over uh, everyone and hurting you. Uh, parents, I obviously totally trust you, so do whatever you want with your kids. Um, so receive it. When you get it on the center aisle, pass it behind you before you pass it next to you so we can pass it back to. Um, and I'm going to pray for us. And uh, yeah, we're going to uh, continue our worship together. So Jesus, we are grateful that you are just so incredibly big and you're just so incredibly strong uh, that that uh, infiniteness is something that cannot be matched. But in your bigness, Lord, you humbled yourself to take the form of a servant. And God, we are just so grateful to be a recipient of that service. That you're not a God who is far off. You didn't go off and leave us, but you created us. You set the world in motion and you sustain it. And by your sustaining hand, we can walk in relationship with you. So help us tonight as we celebrate your, uh, your birth. Help us tonight focus on that closeness to us. Lord, don't ever let us lose sight of your bigness, but don't let, ever let us lose sight of your nearness. Because we recognize that you're with us now. You're with us when we leave. But Jesus, you are always with us. Instill this in our hearts. Remind us of this. I ask all these things in your precious and holy name. Amen.